0: Hey guys, welcome to another episode of After The Whistle. I'm Kellen, and I'm here with Kaylin. How are you, Katelyn?
1: I'm good, Kellen. How are you doing today?
0: I'm good, thanks. How are you, Becca?
1: (laughs) A-okay.
2: And how about you, Evan? You know, I'm doing great. I'm doing good. And I want to talk about some hockey here, so let's go. Let's just get right into it.
0: So you all obviously saw the Ottawa Senators making headlines once again. Number one news story. And surprisingly, not for good reasons.
1: (laughs) is it surprising
0: surprising? (laughs) no sarcasm so the ottawa senators (laughs) like six to seven of their players matthew shane thomas chabot among others were recorded by their uber driver talking bad about marty (laughs) mason raymond marty raymond (laughs) talking bad about their assistant coach marty raymond and how they go to meetings just sit there and they don't learn anything
1: what i want to know is how they all fit in the uber
0: (laughs) (laughs) uber van
1: Six to seven guys fit in a van. Yeah. God but in the work. back there's like five seats.
2: Yeah, you make it work. <laughs> okay. Did you see the video?
1: Yeah. 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 But all I'm saying even then is I'm surprised. Fair
2: well, enough. It's you just
0: should...
1: like it's impressive. Good that, for they
0: good, f- good, that they all fit. Good for you, Uber. Finding vehicles that accommodate that many people. <laughs> all right. Back is a muse. <laughs>
2: Bad
1: so, for Uber.
0: So let's just go. <laughs> Caleb, what are your thoughts on this whole situation? Is it that Ottawa that's more, like, got the PR nightmare, or is it Uber?
1: I think Uber has more of a, a PR nightmare than the Ottawa Senators do. I still think the Senators are going to have to answer some questions. They already have. Duchesne got answered questions uh, in a media scrum after the last game they played, or the second last game that they played. And he, he answered one brief question about it, and he said, like, oh, like, I'm so sorry, I apologized already. Like, I don't want to answer any more questions about it, which I guess – he has the right to refuse to answer questions about it. Mm-hmm. But I think he should also be prepared to answer questions about it. Like, if you're going to say something in a public space, you should be prepared for the public to react to it. Yeah, I mean, Paul Maurice commented on it, too. Mm-hmm. And basically what he said was, like, this happens all the time. The yeah. only unfortunate thing is these guys
0: got caught. Yeah, like, yeah. everyone talks about their boss. I'm not
1: saying that's okay, but, like, no, everyone, does, everyone it, does it.
0: And they do the same to the players. Yeah. So
1: yeah, yeah. marisa's comment like i like that you brought that up because i think he really put it into perspective especially from a league standpoint like obviously we're gonna have a different reaction than other mm-hmm. players would because they've probably heard all that stuff before coaches players um other staff but yeah, yeah i like, think he said like yeah it has an effect but not as big as the media is making i don't seem that it does in the nhl yeah like the senators didn't make it seem like it was a, a crisis i guess oh yeah like they've mm-hmm. Likely dealt with stuff like this before, just not on such a large scale. Yeah, they've dealt with worse. Yeah, (laughs) well,
0: Kaylin, you were saying that is ironic because of the video that Melnick released at the beginning of the (laughs) year. Do you want to touch on that?
1: Yeah, uh Melnick did. He did an interview with I can't remember which player. Mark Borvietsky. Yes, thank you. Saying like, oh yeah, things are going to be so different from last season. We're not gonna have any player issues. Chemistry is going to be great in the room. It's going to be awesome. And this is just, like, completely making that video null. Which, I mean, that video that they sent out before the season started or at the beginning of the season seemed like a very obvious, like, push from PR to be like, no, you have to tell them everything's okay because everything's going wrong in Ottawa. Because that was after all the stuff between, like, Carlson and Hoffman got out. And that <coughs> was that was a PR mess. Like, compared to this situation, I feel like that was a lot worse.
2: Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, for as far as PR is concerned, I feel like, both sides are, have, like, just crisis nightmares on their hands yeah. here. Like, Uber, obviously, because this is a clear violation of their terms of service, mm-hmm. you can't record people also, unwillingly. Also, the guy who
1: works for Uber is just dumb. Like, why wouldn't you sell it? Yeah, he just uploaded it to YouTube. Right?
2: Yeah, if you're going <laughs> to
0: do that and get, like, canned from your job at least make some coins. <laughs>
1: Come on. Oh, <laughs> you should have known better.
2: But, yeah, back to Evan. But, I mean, like, and then P- as far as Audible is concerned, it's like, you know, we've got a good group of guys and we're just going to focus on the rebuild here. You know, oh we've God. got good young players and then and then the guy they traded their first round pick for unprotected in this coming year's draft after they started redoing the rebuild is now not only sitting with all the young players but sitting with the young players and crapping all over the the coach. Yeah. I mean, it's not a clearly everyone does it and and I feel like that was the that was the majority of the takes online was like this is kind of just terrible me- media coverage on it because everyone does this and they shouldn't really feel bad. But still, it it that doesn't change the fact that it looks bad still, right? Yeah. Go ahead, Kale.
1: And I think because Ottawa's kind of reputation <laughs> and, and the, the way things are going there, people expect to hear stuff like this coming out of Ottawa. I mean, like, you're not anticipating it, but the fact that it happened, we're like, oh, but, like, it's the senators. <laughs> if this happened to, like... You know, like, if this happened to the Jets and things are starting to go well, or, like, in Nashville, like, that would that would be weird, and that would be a little more to talk about.
0: But Yeah, and when it's Ottawa, you're just like, oh, here we go again. Those right? Poor Ottawa Senators Ottawa, once again.
2: What a wacky okay. year. So,
0: Ottawa, <laughs> oh get in the headlines for good reasons. Yeah.
2: Please.
1: I mean, I don't really think they're trying to get in the headlines for bad reasons. It just keeps it just happening. happening. I'm sure they'll take that comment under advisement.
2: But, yeah, like, in conclusion, <laughs> the – it totally isn't the player's fault. It's not. No. no. They were just, everyone talks crap about their boss. And, and yeah, what Paul Marie said was that the coaches definitely say that about it's the players. Mm-hmm. That's uh, one thing that players say after they get into coaching is, like, you would not believe how hard these coaches rip players behind closed doors. And it's like some, sometimes it's pretty brutal. But from what I've heard, anyway, the point is that, yeah, another another gigantic PR nightmare for the Ottawa Senators to navigate. Well, they yeah. they have a ton of practice doing it. So exactly, It's true.
0: Let's g- let's give some love to Ottawa though. Let's give them a good good segment here. So Thomas Chabot, that kid, he is tied for third in the league with McKinnon in points. That's wild. He's only two back of Rantanen for the most points in the NHL. He's twenty-two points right now. Carlson,
2: who?
1: Yeah. <laughs> also, Elias Pettersson has like t- ten goals in ten games.
2: Anyway, so Thomas Chabot. So <laughs> <random. laughs> <laughs> really. Well, well we could, we'll we'll talk about uh, Pettersson in one second, but just to give some love to Ottawa's way, they haven't been playing terribly. I feel like the uh, all of the bad press of Ottawa's going to be terrible and they're all going to suck and nobody wants to be there and they don't care. They they've really used that as as fuel to as this, for the start of their season because they have not they haven't played as poorly as they were at the end of last year. The Senators are engaged, and they, they're legitimately trying. It's just sort of lack of talent on their <laughs> squad right now or a lack of experience that's really holding them back. So, uh, yeah, the Senators haven't been playing poorly, but I don't think that it's going to last that long, and I think by the end of the year they'll end up where we sort of expected them to be. But where do we they we expect haven't
1: been them to be? Yeah. But, I
0: th- but I thought Matt Duchesne said they were playoff contenders. That's why he got traded there.
2: <laughs> oh, Matt Duchesne. Well... I mean, Matt Duchesne probably was just putting up videos of the Ottawa Senators game and just narrating what's happening and not even... <laughs> 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 that tweet was golden. <laughs>
1: yeah. But yeah, I mean, Matt Duchesne's got to be frustrated with what's going on.
2: Well, and yeah. look at the
0: abs. There's joke's jokes on him now.
2: Yeah, There's I no know. way that he stays there. There's no way that him or Mark Stone stay there at the end of this year. Oh, you think... They're both definitely getting traded. Well, and they, they, they want to rebuild. Yeah. yeah. You have to get rid of yeah. those guys.
0: Build around Shabbat, I guess. And
2: can you say... I would. Guys, they, they traded a first-round pick, unprotected, and now it's going to be a lottery pick, or a high-chance lottery pick, for, for a year and a half of a guy. A year and a half of Matt Duchesne, and then he's going to leave for free agency anyway. It's like, wow, that trade was I really bad. I think that
0: just sums up the Ottawa Senators of late. Yeah. yeah.
2: Just a big old tire fire.
1: It is not their decade.
2: <laughs> it has not been their decade. <laughs> no. They, were, they had a good decade up until then <laughs>
1: i don't know that playoff it, it run, hasn't
2: been their eight their 18 months
1: yeah that playoff run i feel like they got pretty
2: lucky too true they over, they overperformed but
1: yeah and i don't care so let's move on okay
2: <laughs> okay becca what about petterson tell us all about his goals
1: i just told you 10 oh goals in 10 God. games okay moving
2: Kay. on thank you very Petters- much petterson
0: has 10 no 10 goals in 10 games Kaelin, were you saying that's, like, NHL history?
1: It's not making NHL history, but I think he's got more points in, in uh, like, less amount of games than, like, even Crosby had or something they were saying. Yeah. I don't know if that's, like, a 100% fact, uh, but I've seen – him being referred to as Gretzky esque, which I think is kind slow, of like really slow. jumping the gun quite quick. Right? Like I think is gonna do amazing things and like I said last week, I think he's gonna be amazing for Vancouver. He's gonna be amazing for a new generation of hockey, but I don't think we should be comparing him to Gretzky just yet.
0: <clears throat> no,
2: we yeah. can't <laughs> even
1: compare
0: him to Crosby McDavid.
2: Right? I got I got a take on this. So like petterson is having a really hot start to the season because he's really, really fast. And teams don't really know how to defend him yet. They don't have a lot of, of tape or anything. Uh, but he's really small as well. So mm-hmm. I feel like, and we see this all, a lot with rookies, is that they get up to a really hot start. And then right around December, January, right in the dog days of the hockey season, they sort of start to trail off. And that's when this, like long scoring slumps happen. They're they're a little less consistent. So um, I think Pedersen is having a, an unreal start to his career. It's mm-hmm. unreal, but I, I don't expect him to keep it up for the entire season. If he does, that'll be amazing. And that's an absolute superstar they have on their hands. But I don't, I don't know. I'll be surprised if he keeps it up the whole year.
1: I think he can push through. Um, I feel like obviously he's gonna reach a slump. We've seen that with a lot of players, you know, we even seen it with Line A yeah. in Winnipeg. But I I don't I think he's gonna I think he's gonna be okay.
0: Yeah. And like he's a big part of why why they're leading the Pacific division right now. Yeah, what like, who, is that? Who would have thought beginning of the year? Yeah, Vancouver's gonna be on top of the division. And I not, didn't even think they'd be top three in their division ever. And not just by year. one game. Yeah, because you're bitter. No, like look at them last year, like big jump.
1: Yeah, if you look at the trending stats, like they should be, they could be somewhere in the middle. And Markstrom has been like
0: reliable for them.
1: Yeah, which is they don't, not yeah. normal.
0: <laughs> so we'll see if they can keep it up, see if Pedersen and the Canucks can keep it up and stay on top of the Pacific there.
2: They still have a minus goal differential right now of a minus one. So well, when you look at the other yeah. division leaders like Tampa Bay and, and Nashville, oh. their goal differential is like a plus 20. So Yeah, Nashville's I, I, differential paci- is
0: wild. Pacific is also the weakest division in yeah. hockey to me.
2: Yeah, I think so. Especially with the way Los Angeles has been playing, oh.
0: and you know, every year five teams are coming out of the Central. Like you oh, know, yeah, you know. For sure.
2: Speaking of Los Angeles, do you guys want to talk about that coaching change? Oh, we can oh, touch yeah. on it, then
0: we can get to the bigger
2: one. Yeah, no yeah. kidding. Eh? So yeah, John Stevens out as the Los Angeles head Kings coach. So they are, how are they doing this year? They're like last in the Western <laughs> Conference. I know for sure. They're likely five
1: nine and one.
2: Around last oh. in the NHL. If not second last. Uh, Detroit?
1: They No, the Panthers are below Detroit. Jeez, The Panthers are doing worse.
2: So, yeah, John Stevens, I feel like Oh, he, no, the
1: Kings are doing worse. Sorry.
2: Yeah, no, the Kings have had a really slow start. And I don't know if it was so much coaching as it is personnel, maybe, with with the Kings. Because a lot of their guys are, are they, like, old? 34, 35, 36. Then they add Kovalchuk, who's 36. Because
1: they locked up all these guys for so many years... And now they're stuck.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah there's you can't. There's like no Carter, way you can like rebuild like, or anything. Yeah. It's just a down year. And I guess they.
1: Well, it's the same thing in Chicago.
2: Yeah, true. Very true.
1: Speaking of Chicago, guess who else got fired this week?
0: I, Joel Quenville.
1: Honestly, I was genuinely shocked.
0: Yeah, when you told me in class, I was like, shut. Like it was, it was, was wild. Door. Wasn't your mom surprised, Becca?
1: Yeah, mom give me a good old text. <laughs> what did she say? <laughs> Let me read it. She gave me, snapped me a good old text. Time for Michelle's <laughs> hot takes. Another shout out to my mom. She'll be thrilled. Uh uh-huh. Me and Kellum are just eating some poutine. <laughs> some poutine. <laughs> Little backstory here. No, I just want you all to know that we were eating poutine when I got this. Yeah, she says, <coughs> <coughs> Blackhawks fired Quenville. I'm like, mm-hmm. She's like, <laughs> it's a dark day. It's a dark <laughs> and day. And then she says, maybe the Canucks will get him. Uh, <laughs> I was like, ah. Things well, are going pretty well in but Vancouver. But it's good to be yeah. hopeful. But Evan, you had brought up a take that I found was kind of interesting about who might pick up Quenville. LA? Yeah.
2: Yeah, that's just logic. I mean...
1: Because Desjardins is who they have in the in the interim.
2: Interim head yeah. coach, yeah. I, I mean, but if Quenville's on the market, it depends on what Quenville wants to do. If he is yeah. pissed off at, at Stan Bowman and wants to get back right into it again um then then i think he he could join but he would want to join a contender right he would want to yeah. join a really good yeah. team and that would mean a really good team would need to fire their coach and hire quenville this season which doesn't Unlike. happen very often yeah. so there was a lot the of one, coaching
0: turnover this past The one summer. that i could see st louis
1: mm. and it's still in the central so that would really be like, yeah, and going like they, they have
0: the per- they have personnel like they have potential and if they have a coach, because even Mike Yo said <laughs> he should be fired, right? Yeah, true. I mean, also true. That's but just a situation maybe it could happen. He
1: didn't but say he should be fired. He said his job should be in
0: question. Yeah. I'm just saying it's the one team that has Difference. potential that yeah. could do it. And I think him staying Unlikely. in the central
1: would be interesting. Yeah, I would be a big
0: you to Stan Bowman. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of Stan
2: Bowman, yep. what's You're eating what a- you this week, Evan? Man, oh man. Okay, so...
1: Easy there, Evan.
2: Let me know when I can go. You can go. Okay, so Stan Bowman <laughs> has... He has won three cups with a team he didn't make. Okay, so Dale Talon creates this uh, the Blackhawks. He drafts Keith Seabrook, Taves, Kane, all of those championship teams, the core, was all drafted by Dale Talon. Dale Talon then gets fired off of a clerical error because he didn't... Uh, Tender qualifying offers to his RFAs or something in time, so then he gets fired. Stan Bowman comes in, and Stan Bowman has done nothing but, in my opinion, coast off of the success of Dale Talon. while trying to s- navigate the cap for the team that Talon created. So he trades Panarin. He trades Sod first of all to Columbus because they say, oh well, we can't we can't sign him. We don't have money, so we're gonna trade him. And then they get Panarin. They say, oh well, we can't trade. We we can't sign Panarin. So. We're gonna trade him to Columbus for sod back, and then he trades Jarmelson. I haven't even gotten into the okay. Well, there's my minute, but so that's me, what's eating. Let him. me run.
1: Moving on. Okay. Just kidding.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so he trades Jarmelson, which is a who uh, Quenville was a huge fan of, a, a very big fan of, and he tried thought it would be an upgrade to get Connor Murphy because Murphy shoots right, and they thought I guess what was it? Murphy is an RFA. He's younger and he gets paid less. So we tried to make that move, but it hasn't worked out. Their defense is no depth. All of their veteran players don't really have a lot, except for Kane, of course. And then Taves is had a good start to the year, too. They have not a lot of depth. They keep moving out players that Quenville likes. And then remember a couple of years ago when they fire, uh, St- Bowman fired that warning shot at Quenville where he fired his uh, his assistants, assistant coaches without him knowing, mm-hmm. and one of them was like his best friend. And he just, like, fired them because it's like, oh, better watch out for your job there. I don't know. It feels like a a dick-measuring contest, to be honest, between <laughs> Joel Quinville and Stan Bowman. And uh, Stan Bowman then fired the second greatest coach in NHL history. So, all right, Stan, let's see how that one turns out. I'm assuming Babcock's first? No, it's uh, Scotty Bowman. Scotty Bowman leads the league in coaching wins <laughs> of all time. And the second, second place on that list, Joel Quinville. Mm, okay, well. you're
0: talking, like, statistically.
2: Yeah. Okay. I don't know. The Blackhawks have had a pretty, I don't know, middling start. Yeah. How? What's the record right now? They they were like
0: just they were like five hundred, right, with a couple overtime losses the, or whatever. Yeah, they're
2: six, seven, and three right but now. Like,
0: that's he like I don't know. Like, were you expecting to do better with the team you have? Like, out of their players, out of the young players they have, the only promising one that comes to mind is Alex DeBrincat.
1: Yeah. I think they're they're about where they were last year like, this time, he, aren't they?
0: Sh- he shouldn't have been fired now.
1: Yeah, why wasn't he fired this summer? And that's why I was wondering, did they make the decision during the break that if the Blackhawks are doing poorly at the start of the season again, that they will fire him?
2: Well, the Blackhawks were in – Quinville's job was in question at the end of last year, remember, too, because they had such a bad season. They said – I guess Bowman said, all right, you got next year. Let's see if we can have a bounce-back season. They're middling. So he said – and there's no way you can, like, rebuild with the Blackhawks roster. So you either – side with the players or side or you either keep the players or the coach and you always keep your players cuz there's no way you can get rid of those guys so he goes with the coach and uh, i don't know i, I don't know what uh, quinville can do with that that roster though there's very little depth and they've had some good performances out of out of younger players on the bottom half of their lineup like rookie defensemen coming in um yeah young forwards as well but i mean over the this the off season with the marion hosa trade they got rid of hinestroza and austrily which were two good, solid, young players for them, they sort of don't have any depth to, to do anything with. And again, I feel like this is more of a personnel issue than it is a coaching issue. Yeah. I, I don't, well, Yeah. I don't know if they can turn it around now if they have a, an interim head coach whose name escapes me. <laughs> uh,
1: Colleton. Colleton. They yes. brought him up oh, from Rockford. Course. Yeah, I don't yeah.
2: know. I don't know what's going to happen with the Blackhawks. I don't know.
1: I'm, I'm reading here, uh reading up some stuff on Stan Bowman apparently his dad scotty bowman he's the senior advisor for the Blackhawks. Hmm. so that's also kind of interesting you'd think that he would and he had co- he coached like the canadians are in the 70s like and they had those great rounds yeah. of the blues yep. as well when they were doing great so like yep. he he knows how to build and like work with teams to help them win
2: greatest coach of all time
1: yeah right which is so in- like <laughs> what's going on
2: <laughs> yeah i don't know i feel like stan bowman is a. Uh, He's trying to make a oh, contender yeah. out of the Blackhawks. And uh, Quinville was the longest tenured coach in the NHL, right? He's been there for like almost a decade now. So maybe maybe they needed a new uh, voice in the locker room. Maybe some change was needed.
1: And that happens. Like every team it
2: does. goes through that. And no coach yeah. keeps one job for no matter how good they are. Yeah. Bowman got fired like a ton of times. He yeah. was in Detroit. He was in St. Louis, as yeah. he said. He was played. He was coaching the Canadians, so mm-hmm. every coach gets uh, fired at some yeah. point. And yeah, I, I'd be curious to see what Quinville does because maybe he'll, he he's just going to retire. He's like sixty five. He doesn't need any money, So yeah. Or
1: he could go down to the AHL. I don't
0: know. It'll be interesting to keep an eye out on that, though, for yeah. sure. Moving on, though, um, let's throw it over to Becca for her weekly gritty update. Gritty update. <laughs> gritty. Gritty
1: gritty gritty, 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 gritty. You can gritty pretty much just I'm Glad you all care about this gritty update you're making me do. Gritty claws. Is a thing. And he kissed Keith Jones. What?
2: Who's Keith Jones?
1: I don't know. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Isn't he the play by play guy? All right.
1: He's uh, yeah, he's a play by play guy. He said happy fiftieth birthday to Keith Jones and then kissed him. So I'm a little envy of Keith Jones right now. Oh, just kidding. Keith Jones played No, it's like yeah. a forehead kiss, you know, like a little like, yeah. It's on his Twitter. Um, anyways, that's uh pretty much all I got. Gritty's getting hyped up for Christmas, as am I, but I will not um start celebrating until November twelfth, also known as Christmas First.
0: Christmas First. <laughs> huh. Okay. Well thank you for that, Becca. Thanks. Okay, Becca, we're gonna Kay. have
1: to get you like Oh my god, full- he's terrifying. Get me a what? Sorry, I'm, <laughs> I'm watching the TSN video they put out of Gritty Claws. What, are, what are we getting, up? Absolutely. A full-sized
2: Gritty costume. Please. I want, oh my like, God.
1: <gasps> if you just get me a sweater that has Gritty on it, I'll probably never take it off, but well, well, Christmas
0: oh. is coming. If I get your name for Secret <laughs> Santa, I know what to get. Yeah, that'd be great. Anyways, mm-hmm. um, let's go on a happy note right now. I'm feeling a happy note. Gritty's topic. a happy
1: note. Christmas is a happy Kay. note. Are you saying you don't like Christmas or Gritty? No, what? You I can think, leave. I think
0: Hockey Fights Cancer is more important than Gritty. Oh, that Obainable. was
1: carry on. <laughs> Share this. St-
0: <laughs> okay. Now I look like a dick. So, earlier this <laughs> earlier this week, Brian Boyle netted his first career hat trick on Hockey Fights Cancer night.
1: The perfect coincidence, story.
0: I think. Not.
1: It was just it was perfect and he was he was super happy about it, super emotional.
2: Rigged. <laughs> 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 no, it's an, it's an incredible story. <laughs> uh hockey fights cancer month brian boyle who comes back from cancer gets a gets a hat his first career hat trick as mm-hmm. well so kind of old uh yeah. a bottom six forward like that you love you you just love to see that that's an incredible story mm-hmm. good for brian boyle old boyle boy the boyle man
1: <laughs> that was you. Really need to stop making puns.
2: It's not a. That's not a pun.
1: You said boil and then said boil. So
0: let's talk about the Arizona Coyotes.
1: Another what's going on? What? like
0: they did something There's, good?
1: I heard. I heard a fact. Um, apparently all their goals this season have been shorthanded goals.
2: Every single one. Yep. Yeah, not all, all of all them, no. but a lot it's of them. Have. No, every single one.
1: No, it's. I. I heard that it I was every. They scored, single to, one. they
0: scored a power play
1: goal. I nope, be, It
2: was every single one. Oh, that's what? sarcasm. Oh, yeah, sorry. I you guys can't see me. I
1: literally <laughs> just said that I heard a fact. I don't know if it's true. It's but, false. No, but, but they, they have, have scored f- a lot. Yeah,
0: They scored nine shorthanded goals in 14 games, and they're a plus five when shorthanded. Well, at least okay. they're
1: doing something, right? And they're like,
0: what, only one game above 500? Just play shorthanded the whole game. You'll be winning.
2: Plus five goal differential when they're down a man. Isn't that insane? They've only that given was... up four power play goals. When, when scored nine?
0: When has that happened?
2: Never in the Never. And since they started tracking shorthanded goals in like the 70s, no team has ever been plus five when shorthanded on the season, plus five goal differential. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, because when you look at their fourth line with Brad Richardson and Michael, uh, yeah, Michael Grabner, tons of speed and they have tons of chemistry and just really high shooting percentage. So, one of those wacky stats that there's really no, uh, There's no explanation for it. I don't think they could replicate it, but they'll take it. And the Coyotes are playing some pretty good hockey right now. Too bad they're only around five hundred still. But that's what you get for having a slow start, I suppose. Another
0: team that is kind of playing above expectations is the Islanders. Oh yeah, for sure. And a big part—they're leading the Metro. Like what the heck? Yeah, they're leading the Metro. They're 8 5 and 2. Oh, no. But yeah. a big part of that is Thomas Grice. He's stepping up. Like he's top three in save percentage and goals against average. Thomas Grice. If you would have told that to me before the season started, I would have said, You're on some hard drugs, man. Because <laughs> <laughs> Thomas Grice. Yeah,
1: I don't know what it is there. If it was getting rid of Tavares, if it was uh, taking on Trotz as the head coach, maybe a bit of both.
2: Well, because like last year with Doug Waite behind the bench, there was literally zero defensive structure for that team they gave up not only they didn't give up a lot of goals they gave up an historic amount of goals last year the goals against they had last year was like the most that any team had had in like 10 years like they had zero defensive structure they scored a lot of goals but they gave up so many it was just so Mm -hmm. unsustainable so trots comes in there trots has a pedigree for being very structured sound defensive teams yeah he comes off the, the cup win with the Capitals, puts some structure in their team, and I feel like the getting rid of Taveras and everyone's... Another thing, just like Ottawa, was like everyone's pegging them to be a, a bottom feeder this year, likely to be uh, in the in the sweepstakes for Jack Hughes. They've totally come home, but Matt Barzell's the real deal. He is a yeah. legitimate number one center in this league. He can yeah. do that. Uh, and their goaltending has been amazing. And Show me a, a good goaltender, and I'll show you a, a team that's also doing very well. <laughs> So,
0: <laughs> great,
2: yeah. As, as the saying goes, no,
0: listen, you're you're not wrong. Like Jersey with Kincaid this year too. Yeah. Exactly,
1: he stepped up too. Yeah,
0: I I can't
2: speak. I don't know what the saying is. But yeah, we we got your point. Okay, yeah, I'm glad. It's a bit obtuse, but yeah, a goalie
1: can only play so confident because they know that their team's gonna be able to play in front of them. But I do
2: think with them, a lot of it has to do with Barry Trotz. He's Uh, yeah, yeah, and confidence breeds more confidence, Mm -hmm. right? So if they start winning, they start doing well, they start feeling better, they start Mm -hmm. playing better, they start playing looser, they don't grip their sticks as tight. They've had a, they've had a great start, so we'll see if they can continue it. November is usually like the killing fields for yeah. the NHL season. If you can get through November and still be really good, then you're then you're likely pretty good for the rest of the year. Yeah.
0: Another surprising stat: Timo Meyer is tied for the league lead in goals with Ovechkin, Kane, and
2: Pasternak.
1: Got Timo Meyer on my Twelve. fantasy team. I have None of these guys on my. Fantasy I've got Meyer.
2: I have Pasternak. Do you guys have a shooting percentage in front of you at all? Here, I'll look it up real no, quick. No. Yeah, you do that, bud. <laughs>
1: Yeah, go ahead, bud. Yeah, yeah, you get over there, bud.
2: Guys, I have his shooting percentage here. At 22.6, it's tied with Ovechkin, and Patrick Kane's leading the league, and he's got a shooting percentage of 17.6. So it's not like he's shooting at at an outrageous percentage of, like, 50%. But, yeah, Timo Meyer is playing on their top line with Burns and Kane right now, I believe. He's getting all the opportunities, and he seems to be finishing, so.
0: Didn't you just say he was at 22 and Kane was at 17? Pavelski.
2: (laughs) Oh. uh no ovechkin is at 22.6 oh no evander kane patrick How kane, patrick kane has patrick the kane. shooting kane. percentage
1: okay. evander kane's playing with mine yeah okay
2: and did i say burns i, I meant I, I, thought you, oh, okay. I thought
0: you said the other way around though i thought you just said that kane was lower than like
1: no kane's highest kane, yeah but i
0: think when he said it, I, it was,
2: I, hang oh. on a sec let me clarify kane patrick is Leading the league Kane in scoring
1: Patrick. W- in goals, leading in goal scoring with
2: of a him. lower shooting percentage than Timo Meyer. So, right, he-
1: could you repeat that one more time for the people in the back?
2: Kane, <laughs> Patrick yeah. is leading you know what? the Never league mind. in goals. I really His don't His Shooting want to hear percentage it again. is 17.6. No, okay, night. They're, all many- yeah. they're all tied for first. They're all tied for first. You're yeah. such a liar. Am I a liar? Oh my god, or are Evan. you the liar? You're bringing us all lying.
1: Do you want what? Let me try this Watch again? We're yeah. all liars. Oh my
2: God. Okay. Let me try this again. Timo Meyer has a shooting percentage of 22.6 tied with Ovechkin, also tied with goals with Ovechkin with 12. So he, it is sus- conceivably sustainable. He's not it's, shooting at um, an outrageous so I, um, percentage. I would like to
1: make a conclusion. You so just... it's a good shooting percentage. This is basically what you're trying to say. Uh... They, what Evan is trying to say is they shoot good.
2: Puck go in net, good. <laughs> is good. Yeah.
1: Shot is good, good shot. Oh my
0: god! All right, thanks for that in-depth. <laughs> wow. Evan. Thank you, <laughs> thank you so much. Crushing
2: analysis Midford, here. Comma Evan. Uh, breaking news thank here. Thank you,
1: Midford Evan.
2: <laughs> is there anything else you'd like to add, Evan? Um, I'd Midford. like to say that I didn't get a lot of sleep last night, and I don't. apologize profusely. Uh, we don't. No, we excuse. don't. Excuse <gasps> dumb dumb we don't want excuses
1: <clears throat> what <We> just, <gasps> you're gonna <gasps> get uh,
0: anyways let's bring it home a bit the Jets touched down on Canadian oh, soil okay. again they that was like Finland.
1: a week ago. Yeah, that <laughs> is so not new. Okay, well, they're on
0: Canadian soil. They
1: haven't played a game <gasps> since they played in Finland. Yes,
0: that's what I'm trying to say. i was trying to <gasps> say cleverly, though. They're resting.
1: Anyway. Uh, no, they're not resting. They're it's, resting. it's not their bye week. They're practicing. No. They're resting. So they're, no, they're finally not. home. <laughs> I know. They, they had their first
0: game tonight against Colorado. I'm going to it. And Marco Dano has said he is excited to face his old team.
1: Oh, my God. Is there going to be a tribute video? <laughs>
0: Oh my god. (laughs) Marco Dano, thank you for everything you have done for us. (laughs) (laughs) Let me shoot that 15 second clip and let's go. (laughs) I
1: mean, it wouldn't take very long. With
0: with five seconds of it being from the press box. (laughs) Yeah,
1: Yeah, right? That guy was injured so much.
0: He He was healthy as crap. Yeah, it
1: wasn't. He did get injured a lot last season. Yeah, and then
0: he just lost his chances. Yeah. Which is unfortunate for him. Good luck to him in Colorado. Yeah. Talented dude, just not talented enough for
2: the Jets.
1: Well, it was bad timing because, yeah. Other people were coming up behind him, and they got more chances than he did. So, but yeah. hopefully he does well in Colorado. I think he seems to be enjoying his
0: time there. Yeah, yeah. and the Jets are without Lemieux. We saw his suspension. Uh-huh. Obviously, everyone agrees it was yeah. warranted. Yeah, was so unnecessary. Yeah, so I don't think we even need to debate that. Like Lemieux, don't do that. Yeah. Did you see his fight
2: though after his what? His fight. Oh yeah, yeah. that was
1: just it's wild. Like, yeah, that was why? A pretty. Good
2: fight. That was that was hype. I hate the I hate the hit, but that was a pretty. Gotta love fight. some
0: good yeah. fighting. Yeah, yeah.
1: But yeah, we don't need but we don't now need we Goons. get
0: to see now we get to see a lineup with Roslovic and Patan both in, and I'm excited to see that. That'll
1: be interesting.
2: Yeah, I don't know if it belongs on the fourth line though, eh? Because, like it'll be called the fourth else, where line, are they but put it?
0: like is yeah. it the fourth like I don't understand Paul Maurice's like
2: what's interesting is that I wanna know what the over under is on what you guys think their ice time is gonna be tonight.
1: For Patan and For Roslevic? Patan,
2: Roslovic and Cop.
0: Uh, oh, but it's cop. Cop will get a lot of time yeah, on like penalty kill. Yeah, uh, yeah penalty. Kill. And Roslevic. But what's that line time? in general plus or minus six minutes guys <laughs> i'm a minus
2: on that yeah <laughs> i'll take the under
1: against the abs i'd
2: say yeah. s- they're gonna
0: get s- they're gonna get five to eight minutes
2: yeah, yeah. go ahead ross <laughs> prove to us you can do something with five, five minutes right? of ice time Oh he's not showing In us anything back to the press game. box you go <sighs> yeah man yeah uh,
0: give uh, him an opportunity
1: but yeah, it's hard like because then who with are you gonna, someone, who are you gonna healthy scratch then? And Lemieux. Don't
2: healthy scratch anyone. <laughs> or Patan. Why is Patan in okay. over Rossolovik? Give no. Rossolovik an option to center line <laughs> with some actual top six.
0: Patrick Laine.
2: Top six. You talent. want that
1: 27, 28, 29? I want the
0: 27, 28, 29. <laughs> they picked those numbers for a reason. Let's do it.
1: <laughs> I would like to see that too. I, I'm d- I'm kind of
2: done with waiting. <laughs> and if you want to get Patrick Laine going, then put him with Mark Scheifele, your Not best centerman.
1: We if had this. We had this discussion last I week.
2: Yeah, I don't know. Uh, clearly, I'm not an NHL coach, <laughs> but I what? I am a bit perplexed by uh, Paul Maurice's line choices, line combinations early on in this year. You
1: don't coach an NHL team.
2: Uh, in fact, I do not.
1: You lied to us.
2: Um, I d- did. I tell you, I did. <laughs> oh wow. Well, uh, what are we talking about?
1: Evan made a joke and, <laughs> I ex- and I extended it, and then it just got awkward. I
0: thought Becca told you to stop making jokes.
1: <laughs> she told Evan to stop making jokes. Yeah, that's stop what, me. That's what I'm saying. Does Kaylin joke.
0: Oh. <laughs>
1: just kidding. <laughs> oh,
0: those are fighting Was words. Was that a joke? <laughs> Before things get too oh, out of hand know. here, I think it's time to sign off. So until next week, thanks for joining us on another episode of After the Whistle.
2: Thanks. Bye. Bye. See it. ya.